Honey, I am as tired as a hound dog on hunting day. Okay, so we've been in Texas since January and all of a sudden you think you're in the fast track to start speaking Southern? Who put a burr in your saddle? Oh, I love you, but I'm seriously exhausted. This day has been insanely long between the girls fighting and work that needs to get done and the boys. You don't even want to know how many times I've stepped in pee today. It's not even right. Come on. Look, compared to what I have to deal with every day, I got tech guys I got to deal with. I got musicians. They got to get things squared away. Look, honestly, I'm just exhausted. And really, I don't think what you do compares to what I have to deal with on a daily basis. <sighs> Fine. I sleep better on the couch anyway. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Oh. Daddy, wake up. I'm hungry. Where's your mom? I don't know. Have a good day. I'm going to bring home the bacon. Oh, yeah, I can totally meet you for coffee. Daddy, I'm going to be late for school, and I need my lunch, too. Okay, what's going on? Yeah, I can't find my science project. One of the boys took it. I don't know where it is. Oh. Oh. Uh, give me just a minute, guys. I need to figure this out. I can do this. I can do this. Dad, my school starts in 20 minutes. You can do this. Girls, kitchen, now. All right, girls, here's what we're gonna do. We gotta get you girls both to school on time. We got about 15 minutes or less, okay? So you gotta get your lunch, all right? Make sure you take this. This is what we had last week, remember? The egg casserole, right? And then this is the science project. Don't open it until you get to school. It's got its own weird ecosystem going on in the middle of that thing. I don't even know what you were working on, but it looks awesome. Let's go, come on. All right, everyone to the car. Let's go, go, go. Honey, I love you so much. What's going on? I don't know how you do what you do every day. What are you talking about? Just the way that you take care of the kids, you get them to school on time, you pack their lunches, you get- Wait, wait, did you just find a new guitar on eBay? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious about this. I don't know if I can fully tell you how much I appreciate you right now. That's really sweet. I don't, you know, it means a lot to me to hear you say that. I guess spending some time on the couch did some good. <laughs> I guess so. Why do you smell like mustard? Mom, I can't find my science project. Oh, well, shoot dang. Well, yeah. You know, Paul's nickname around here is Tall Paul, but if he does some more of that, we're gonna call him Dumb Paul before that's over with. 
Not very smart. Well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. How are you? It is great to have you with us uh, this weekend at Cross Timbers. Uh, we are, as we do every year, uh, we make a big deal about celebrating motherhood, about believing God for the best for all of us who, all of you who are moms, all of us who have moms, believing that God is at work in all of it. Uh, I, I do want to make a true confession because Kent told me I needed to confess this to everyone. I have been married. Uh, for 31 years in May. My, for Mike and I have been married for 31 years. I've been in ministry for, now this will be 32 years. And so when you're in ministry, people think you're a marriage expert, and I'm not. But I will say for 32 years of marriage, I have said, boys, whatever you do, do not buy your wife an appliance for Mother's Day. Can I get a witness from a woman out there? But my wife this year asked for a vacuum, and so I bought her a vacuum. But it's one of those robot deals, so I think I get kind of a pass on that because it's like having a puppy that cleans up after itself, you know. Uh, but wherever you find yourself uh, today, we want to just w welcome you and wish you just a happy, happy Mother's Day. You know, the interesting thing about motherhood is that motherhood, it, it involves not only the highest of highs, but the lowest of lows, doesn't it? There's nothing like the joy that so many feel in mothering their children, and yet there's also so much pain involved in this journey of motherhood, and we want to recognize all of that today, and so I brought three moms with me today. Jamie Hackney is our Connections Pastor at our Argyle campus, uh, leads a lot of our women's ministry on that campus, and then we brought uh, two of the best moms I know, my wife Micah, and then my newest mom that I know is my daughter Bailey, and they're here today because they're going to talk for just a little bit about this mixed bag of motherhood and how God's in the middle of all of us. So let's give a big cross timbers welcome to Micah and Jamie and Bailey. Well, thank you guys so much. I just want to start off our time together with prayer real quick. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be a mom, Lord. I thank you for the blessings that being a mother brings. God, I thank you for the, the women that sit here at this table with me tonight. I thank you for the influence that they've had on me. I thank you for the wisdom that they bring to my life. And God, I just pray that as, as we visit tonight, God, that you would use this time, Lord, to bless the women that, that are watching today. And um, God, we, again, we thank you for the gift of life and for the blessing of being a mom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, ladies. So... As Toby mentioned a minute ago, there are moments of being a mom that bring so much joy, and then there's moments that make you want to pull your hair out, and then there is everything in between. So do you guys mind sharing what is the thing that helps carry you through the more challenging moments as a mom? And we'll start with you, Bailey. Um, well, it's all new to me. So everything, you know, some joys, some lows. <laughs> I don't really know what to expect yet, but so far... I think um, just the privilege of having um, a son who needs me for everything has been the most humbling experience that I could have ever imagined. And so I would say for me, just when the first thing that pops into my mind is just that he needs me for everything. And so just that responsibility has been one of the greatest responsibilities I've ever experienced. So I love that. What about you, Micah? Well, um, Happy Mother's Day to me because my daughter's here, my son is here, my daughter-in-law, two grandkids. <laughs> I'm thinking that's pretty good. 
Bailey's husband is on his way home, so we just will pray for him to have a safe trip. But um, there's just so many things. I mean, she's just been a mom for like six months, but um, there's just so many things that are so wonderful about being a mom. But I think um, just mostly is just watching them through all the seasons and getting to be there for the the good times and the hard times. But um, and just seeing what God's doing in their lives. It's just, it's just amazing. Love that. Okay, so I thought it would be fun for everybody to hear something funny from you guys about being a mom. So, Bailey, what has been your most embarrassing moment to date as Gideon's mama? Well, I'm kind of like my dad in that I don't really get embarrassed that easily. But I will say, I guess the intro to motherhood, I was leaving for work. My husband was still with my son, and he was holding him like, facing out and I went to tell him goodbye I'm like Gideon I love you bye and then all of a sudden I'm like and he had spit up in my mouth (laughs) I'm talking um okay well that's what it's like (laughs) welcome to motherhood because yeah so (laughs) I'd say that was the most uh embarrassing for myself (laughs) I love it thing yeah I think we've got a picture of Grant Holden Gideon right before that little spit up moment (laughs) There it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little guy. So he's so cute. I couldn't be mad, but I was just, okay. Next time I'll make sure it's way after you've eaten that I kiss you on the mouth. So. <laughs> okay, Micah. Okay. So are we showing pictures before or after? Let's go ahead and show the picture now if y'all are okay with that. Because you got to get the full effect of the, yes. of the clothing. Absolutely. So. <laughs> okay. Wait just a second. Before we, like, go on with the story, can we take just a minute to appreciate the amazingness that is that outfit? That dress. It's beautiful. And how about those bangs? Are there any ladies who had bangs that were teased up to Jesus in the (laughs) 80s and early 90s? Amazing. That is incredible. Quite the fashion statement. And the pink hearts on the big collar. Matching. And matching outfits, of course. So I'm pretty sure that it was a dress like that that I had on at church one day and I was probably holding Ross as a little baby and someone might have needed a little bit of attention that day so she runs up I'm talking to somebody and she goes and pulls my dress up in front of everybody it's one of those moments you're like hmm do I walk out with her right now or can I unleash right now so great. Ah, love but, it. Fun with the survived. Yes. <laughs> Still love each other. So there are lots of fun and exciting moments, sometimes um, a little bit embarrassing, mm-hmm. and but sometimes there's unexpected twists and turns in our journeys towards becoming a mom, of being a mom, um, and both of you have walked through a season of loss in the last couple of years. Bailey, you with the loss of an unborn child, and Micah, you with the loss of your mama, and so I just want to talk a little bit tonight about how it can feel when you find yourself in a season of waiting, in a season of questioning, and and possibly feeling alone. So, Bailey, there's a lot of women sitting in our services tonight who are still waiting to become a mom. They may have experienced loss, and they're asking God questions. And so I want to know from you, what was it like to seek God to be enough in the midst of that season? Well, um... I, just being, I had just, I had wanted a child for 
quite a few years. And um, so just to see that I'm pregnant and the joy that I felt was overwhelming. And then um, to, to find out that that child um, was, I didn't have it anymore, was just the, the probably the lowest I've ever been. And in this season of life, I was actually, we were in between, my husband was in between jobs, so he was actually here, and I was living in another state, and I was alone because he had already moved, and when we found out, I was all by myself, and so I had, I felt like I had nothing. Um, I, I had some friends, but nobody um, there that I really knew that well. We hadn't been there that long, and so I literally had to, I had this journal and my Bible, and um, it happened towards the weekend, so I wasn't very busy. <laughs> so all I did was just, I remember I sat in this chair um, and read read my Bible, and my mom sent me scriptures, and one thing she said was just write them on note cards and just read them and read them and read them. And so two scriptures that stuck out to me that I still go back to, and they still just tug at my heart because they speak to me so much. Um, one of them was Psalm 145, 18 through 19, and it was, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. And literally, I just felt like I was just crying out to him over and over for days and weeks because I felt like there was nothing else I could do. Um, and I struggle with some anxiety. And so this just brought about more. Not only um, what do I do now, but what devil keeps kept saying, well, if you do have another child, then what if this happened again? And so then I think mom sent me this verse and it's in the message version. And it's don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. And I just had to pray that over and over. And I went back to work, um, and I had to put a smiling face on, you know. Um, it was just the scripture, and it was as hard as it was to be alone. I felt like it was like God was like, look, you need me, and I'll fulfill everything you need, not your husband, not your parents, you know, not your friends. That's beautiful. So that was <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. So, Micah, how about you? I know that, like, when I've walked through seasons of loss, it's truth. It's the truth of God's word, just like Bailey was saying, that helped to carry me through. So when you were walking through that season of losing your mom, what was it that carried you through and, and what truth carried you through from God's word? Well, so my season was really walking with my mom. My hard season was really walking with my mom when she was on having to take chemo. And I know there's so many that understand what that's like. And, um, so she lived about four hours away. My sister lived in the same town. And so I would kind of go for spells, and I would stay for like a week and, and just take care of her. And um, number one, <laughs> I had to get up and pray every morning and ask everybody that I knew, please pray for my attitude. Because my selfishness wanted to say, ah, oh, this is really... Um, not in my schedule to be doing this right now. And then I would feel guilty, and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm even thinking that. 
And then, then just to see her suffer and think, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't want to see her suffering and um, me having to take care of her instead of her taking care of me. And so there were just, there were so many days that I knew if I didn't get up and ask God to be with me that day, to be with my attitude, to be with my strength level, that I wasn't going to make it. And so um, I think one of the scriptures that I read was Psalm 16, 8, and 9. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. So was I really glad and rejoicing? Um, I was glad and rejoicing that I knew he was with me and that, um, that I didn't have to worry, could I do it? As long as I was staying, I felt like plugged in to him that I knew that I could do it. And, and so that season of about maybe six months was I would be driving to see my mom just praying the whole way. Just, you've got to give me the strength. I can't do this on my own. I don't know how to do this. I've never had a family member that's had cancer. And, um, and he did, which, no shocker, he was there, helped me get through all that. And then when it was really time for her to go, so I was with her. And um, I really didn't know that I wanted to be there with her. I just knew I didn't want her to be by herself. So, so I was with her, and just the sweetest little things that God did. He brought a lady that I didn't even know that cleaned my mom's house for her, and she came and sat with me and told me, tell your mom that you love her. Tell her, you know, and I just know, I know that was the angel that God sent to help me verbalize that. And so um, he was with me. He was right there with me, just like I'd been praying. And um, so there, there was that. But then when she went, it was almost like I was thinking, thanking him because I knew the hope of heaven. I knew my dad was already there. I knew that she was much better off. And I was glad for that. And yes, I miss her. And and I miss that she gets to see the grandbabies and um, all of that. But you know what? She's getting to see him, and she's not in pain. And so God is so good to walk with me through that. And, um, and I'm just thankful. But the only way I could make it was daily and probably more than once a day just seeking the comfort of his words. I love that. So as you made your way through that season of loss and, and through the grief and the questions, once you got through to the other side, how did you find that God had strengthened your faith once you mm. walked through it? Well, so I got blessed um, by becoming pregnant again with my son Gideon. And right when I was became pregnant, all those thoughts just came back, you know, what if, 
what if it happens again? What, you know, all these things. And it's like those scriptures I already had, I could go back to those. And not only that, it was like the spirit was like, Bailey, I got you through that. Like, you're okay. You're going to be okay no matter what, you know. And um, about halfway through the pregnancy, I had a little scare. And my husband and I were on the way to the hospital because I didn't know what was happening. And I was, I, I had been hysterical. And then the, it's like in the car, I was, I started breathing and praying. And it's like God said, he's mine. He's my child, you know. And through all of that, I got you through all of that. And, and, you, and I taught you that this is, he's, he's yours, but he's mine first. And so it's going to be okay. And so I was able to just rest in the fact that, um, as much as I love him and I loved him so much then too, he's, he, he's God's. And so God, whatever God wants was going to happen. And I could sit there and say, even though I'd be sad, you know, I could rest in the fact that it, it was going to be okay. And so I don't really think I could have done that before if I hadn't had an experience going through the loss and really just all I had was God. And, and, um, I, I knew that if the Holy Spirit was there. So, um, And then I was also able, I had a friend go through the same thing right after me. And I was able to speak to her some truth that I wouldn't have been able to before. And um, so it's just cool how he uses things like that. Even though it's the lowest of the lows, um, he's still right there and he uses it in good ways. So that's beautiful. He never waits to hurt. He takes all of it and he, he can make good of everything that happens to us. So Micah, what about you? How would you say that your faith was grown on the other side of losing your mom? I think it's just, if, if I look back, there are so many times and not just that one thing that, um, that I can see his hand at work. And so if I'm pressing in and I'm, and I'm crying out or if, I mean, for myself, for my kids, for my mom who was hurting um, I can just see that his peace was with me, that there's no way I could have made it through that without his help. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I could have functioned on very little sleep and, and um, you know, done some of the, the hard things that I had to do. Um, there's no way I could have done that without him. And, and really throughout my whole life, whether it was being a mom to young kids or teenagers or whatever it is, um, it just strengthens my faith over and over again that he is going to walk with me. And the peace is, you don't even realize that it's there until later, and then you see that's unexplainable. That's It's just over and beyond anything that I thought that I could do, and he was right there with me. And so then, like she said, as long as I'm willing to walk that with someone that's going through it. And one of my good friends, her mom just passed away. And I didn't think I would be emotional, but on the way to the funeral, I just it just hit me. And I just knew exactly how she was feeling and that the thoughts that go through your head. Did I do enough? Was I a good daughter? Was I there? You know, and yes. I mean, yes, he tells us, yes, not to, not to, to worry that he helps us be enough. I love that what you said, when we're rooted in him, when we've got our eyes on him, 
Our peace mm -hmm. isn't contingent upon our circumstances. Mm -mm. We can still have peace in the midst of questions and in storms and loss, mm -hmm. and, and it's not con contingent upon what's happening in our lives. So Micah, Toby talks a lot about the, the series of painful releasings as a parent, and, and you've gotten to walk through that in your kids graduating from high school and then going to college and then graduating from college, and now both of them having their own families and their own children. So can you share with us a little bit about how that really is a good thing? I know we've got some moms in the room who are getting ready to send their kids off to college for the first time, and some that their, their children may be far away. And so share with us a little bit about that. Well, so that is one question that I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven. How can I raise these kids up and then they get to go away and leave me, right? Like, how is that right? But it's what, it's, it's what we're doing as moms. We're raising up these babies and these kids, these teenagers, to be who they are, to know God, to know that God is their source, not us, to to know who they are and to go out and be what they're supposed to be. And so when that happens, it's a good thing. And, and um, it's good to see what great adults they are and um, mommies and daddies. And it's just, it's so fulfilling to see that. So yes, it's, it's, it hurts and <laughs> You know, when your empty nest is not an empty nest again, and then they leave again, and it's like, really? How many times do I have to do this? <laughs> and then they come close, and then they move away. But um, just like trusting God with my mom, I mean, am I going to trust him that he's got a good plan for them and that it's okay if they don't live by me? I mean, it's not really my plan, but that's really not what this is all about. So I have to trust him that, that it's a good thing, and I do, I do. It just, there are some times when it's really hard to let go and to, to let them kind of go out on their own, and, um, but he's faithful. Hmm. He's faithful. So, Bailey, on your side, in growing up, going through your teenage years, maybe some moments of tension between you and your mom, um, and then growing up and becoming a mom yourself, how has your perspective about your mom changed, and, and has anything changed in your relationship with her? I would say that, um, I mean, it's just brought us closer because she is the one I call for, I mean, mom, what do I do? I mean, he's crying. I mean, I don't know how to stop it. You know, I'm crying, he's crying. What do I do, you know? And um, so not only that, but, I mean, my mom has been um, – my example of unconditional love my whole life. I mean, look at her. Y'all know her. I mean, she's amazing. And so now I understand, like, the way she loved us, how she feels, because I, now I feel that way about Gideon. So it's just so cool to see, be like, well, that's how mom got through it when we were being, you know, brats, whatever. But <laughs> but it's so it's so cool to, I'll, I texted her the other day. I was like, mom, this is <laughs> Being a mom is so cool, you know, and seeing our relationship now and knowing that someday I have that to look forward to is so exciting. So if not anything, it's just made me appreciate her more than I already did. So, yeah. <laughs> Unconditional love. Yeah. 
So Micah, what has it been like watching your baby girl grow up and now become a mama? It's just so sweet. It's just, it's just sweet seeing, I think even just really when she first got married and how she's completely grown and how God's used so many different hard things to make her who she is and how she's turned to him. But um, she, she just is the loving and sweet mom that I knew she would be, but it's even better to see it. You know, and to see um, where her strength is, I think. You know, uh, she she does have lots of friends and, and people that that give her godly wisdom and, and advice. But she really knows the one that she turns to. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, that's so good. It um, makes me so happy for her. Proud mama. Okay, so as we close up our time t- today... Um, are there any other words of encouragement that you might have for the women that are sitting with us that might be watching from home today? <laughs> well, I mean, I think for all women, and I know that this is a hard day for a lot of women, um, I just, I just would say wherever you are, whether you're in the valley or you're on the mountaintop, to always stay in the word because it, it can help you when you're in the valley. If you're in the, on the mountaintop, you may be there for somebody that's in the valley. Um, and Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And I feel like just being steadfast in the word and so that it comes to mind, the Holy Spirit brings it to mind so that you have that to fall back on and not, you know, the news and all the bad things that are going on in this world. Because you know that you can trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. That is where you put your trust. And Cross Timbers is such a good place to be because you don't have to be perfect. Find someone, find find someone that you can share what's going on with you because you need to be able to say, oh, I am not doing good today. And someone to be able to lift you up and then they'll be there for you too. Don't ever try to do it on your own as a young mom, as a mom of a teenager, there's just so many things, and that's why God has given us this place and people here um, to hold each other up, but it all comes from the word. It all comes from, from God's word in you and, and you just meditating on that. Mm, that's good. Bailey? I would say as a woman... I struggle, which I know not a lot of you do this, but with controlling things. And so I, I always feel like I need to be in control. And even, I mean, just today, as I was praying about being up here and I was overwhelmed, like, I got this to do, I got this to do, I got this to do. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm like flustered. And it's like, I have to say, Holy Spirit, I can't do this. I can't. Like, I literally, in the car, I can't. I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. But I had to ask him, can, can you help me? I'm, 
because it's not by my strength, it's by his. And so, and driving here, I really, it was like, Lord, I did it. But, it. but it was you. And so I think just to remember that we make these lists, these to-do lists, if you're a mom or if you're not a mom, and you think I got to check this off, I got to make these people happy. And, but really, that's not the case. You know, the Holy Spirit is here to, he'll, you'll get the stuff done you need to get done. We're not trying to please other people anyway. We're trying to, he's the only one we're here for. And so for me, I need a constant reminder of that. And so if I, I just try to talk to him in the morning so that I can start my day off with him, like, Holy Spirit, come on me, be with me in every single step. And, and that's something I encourage you to do because the days I don't, I make it, but I feel like I'm barely making it. And the days that I do, that he's right there by me, are the days that I look back and I'm like, wow, he got me through that. I don't know how, but he did, you know. So That's so great. Well, I know that this time with you guys has been such an encouragement, not just to me, but to everybody who's here tonight. So thank you guys so much for sharing with us tonight. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about this conversation that Jamie, and I, a bunch of you text me, it's Jamie Mullins, not Jamie Hackney, I, I know, but Jamie really put this together, but that you get to see just kind of the, the whole spectrum of emotion that comes, which I'm sure is represented this Mother's Day. There are some of you who are desperate to be moms, and the Lord hasn't said yes to that yet. Some of you have lost children. Uh, some of you are... This is Micah's first Mother's Day without her mother, but for many of you, you've had many of those, and your heart still aches. Uh, I'm just so sensitive on this day. I'm so aware of so many people that, say, that have said for years, the last place I want to be on, on Mother's Day is at church. It reminds me of all of the pain in my life. And so for 16 years, we've asked the Lord to make this a day where he turns your mourning into dancing. That he would plant a seed in your heart of hope. Uh, that he is your source of peace. He is your source of comfort. And that lots of us don't understand, but he understands exactly what you're going through. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord wants to touch your heart, wants to encourage your life. Uh, and I believe, as Micah said, that he is there with you. And so I know for at least the last 10 years, Mike and I have joined, come baby, we just want to pray today. You know, I, I cry because I hurt. I cry because I'm proud. My girls, I'm proud of my girls. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so proud of that one. And I'm an earthly father. Can you imagine how your heavenly father feels about you? Can you imagine? How much a perfect heavenly father looks and says, you're the apple of my eye. The devil reminds you over and over again of why you're not. Your heavenly father says, here's who you are. And so if you would walk out the doors of this place this Mother's Day, young and old, just knowing that you've got a daddy who really, really loves you. We got a touchdown today, my friends. We got to pray for you. Let's just bow together. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you. 
one day is not enough. I thank you for moms. I thank you for moms who find themselves on top of the mountain. And I thank you, Lord, for moms who find themselves hurting today. They've lost children. They've lost their mom. They're out of relationship with a child. It's not what they had hoped and dreamed to be. Father, would you restore what the enemy's trying to take from their lives? And Lord, I would pray that this day, that as we celebrate the nobility of motherhood, I would pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to speak a peace and a comfort that would come in knowing that we are fully yours. You are a good, good father. And I would pray even today as we go home that we would get a picture of our daddy in heaven saying, that's my kid. we speak the blessing of heaven the peace that passes understanding and a great sense of your presence in the lives of all of these sweet ladies Father I pray that you would fill us as men with a heart to honor our wives our moms, our daughters I pray that we would be the generation that would break off the chains of disrespect and dishonor for women I pray that you would remind us that Jesus lifted women to places they had never seen before and that we are the hearts and the hands of Christ today and I pray that there are some words of affirmation and comfort prophetic words of what can be that would be spoken in homes today we love you Lord we bless you for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.